Otakuology Podcast with Otaku Mike Engine Graves. Hey, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of the Otakuology Podcast. I'm your host, Otaku Mike, and with me, as always, is my heterosexual life partner, Jen Graves. I thought I was Otis Mike this time. No, I'm Otaku Mike. Uh, it says Otis Mike on the thing right there. That's because you don't know how to spell. <laughs> okay. Yeah, when we when we first logged in, I was sitting there and I was like, does that say Jin? And I put Jin. This could get really fucking confusing <laughs> on who's talking at the moment and whatnot. So I was like, ah, let me let me figure that out. So we put out a little uh, question thing on our podcast or our podcast Instagram feed, uh, giving like uh, taking uh, advice or questions that we would want to cover for the podcast, like topic ideas and stuff like that, you know, and we got two. One was in-depth look at anime or characters. And the other one was like manga for children which was a really interesting concept or our topic to, to talk about, I feel like. Because, to be honest, I feel like a lot of manga fans are geared more towards, like, the teenage stuff almost. Like, right. 10, well, 11, 13-year-olds. And to jump into that, I agree with you, because everybody we've ever talked to about if they're a teacher that uses it in school or whatever, uh-huh. uh, has always focused on like uh, younger teens, you uh-huh. know, 12, 13 year olds, things like that. But we've never actually had anybody ask us or tell us that they want to do that with a even younger audience. Yeah. Around like first graders to like, I believe fourth or fifth grade it was. Yeah. So, you know, so I feel like it's a, really very much an age demographic that doesn't get touched on especially when it comes to like i want to say like maybe like manga in schools because you know there's certain things like kids that age can like look in or read at you know and i have to say hey there's even some people there's even some kids that read better than you and me that's true. That's true. That is so true. That is so true. I'm not going to lie that. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong about that. But to look and because, you know, a lot of the ones are like, oh, go with Shonen Jump stuff. Well, Shonen Jump is a has a wide age range when it comes to like stuff, mangas, like, you know, and like some of it may or may not be school appropriate. And, uh, or, you know, like, you know, or, or even be able to have, cause I know there's certain guidelines, some like schools or like day schools will have on like what books they can have, because, you know, a lot of it has to do with like gun violence and, and stuff like that, you know, or like just violence that's, in general. That's true. And it's really funny, especially us getting this topic now, because, uh, I had two different things pop up on Instagrams mm-hmm. that were stories and one of them being geared geared towards uh, a book about school shooting, and mm-hmm. the author wrote a letter to the school to say, "Hey, this is actually why it needs to be in the school." Yeah. When when everybody else 
tried not to. And then there was another one where a student got up because uh, I think what the premise was is it was an LGBTQ book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was in uh, like a school for fifth grade and younger. And Mm -hmm. the boy got up and actually was reading excerpt, excerpt out of it. And they were talking about like fucking and all this other stuff. And oh yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. So I I guess somebody was trying to do the right thing and put an LGBTQ book in the library for the kids for that stuff. Which is it's, it, it's not it's not wrong. I mean, there's a bunch of like LGBTQ manga out there and whatnot. You know? Right. Right. Well, these were these were regular books, but yeah. Uh, the problem lied in is that for fifth graders and and lower and whatnot, they had a book that was basically talking about sex and everything. So for like somebody maybe like it was teenage level, right, right. Uh-huh. And, and we're we're looking at and, stuff that's and fifth so list, listening to that. Well, I mean, young kids, you know. Yeah, yeah, young, um, young kids. Yeah. So listening to that really kind of also made me think earlier, especially when you brought this topic to me about manga. Mm-hmm. that it would be good to actually kite people in a certain way because, you know, like in schools, it's like, oh, yeah, well, we don't have very many like Yaoi related books. Mm-hmm. So let's let's throw in BL and it always goes towards sex, you know, uh, depending so, depending on what it is. You know, we don't want to throw all BL in, in that in that category. Should I say old BL? Oh, maybe old BL. I know because there's like this one really good one about um uh like queer queer uh and like gay lesbian it's called like heart stoppers i believe it's what it's called yeah it's a it's a graphic novel sort of indie comic that's very popular within the lgbtq plus community and right. uh i've heard about it i've heard it recommended several times and i I know it's more more geared towards like teenagers and stuff like that, but you know, right, right. I I've haven't been in elementary school in quite a while, so I don't know what they're showing or you they have at their libraries and stuff like that for like stuff to check out. Right. <laughs> to be honest, right. I, I mean, just old stuff like when we were growing up. So, but like, just to think about it, like even going back when I was young, uh. A lot of, or I say nowadays, there's a lot of like uh, book series that like we grew up on that are being translated or or created into graphic novels. You know, like right. there's like there's like the Babysitters Club, uh, Animorphs. Do you remember Animorphs? Kind of. I remember kind the of, TV show and kind of, seeing yeah. the books. I yeah, never read of. the series, but I remember that. Okay, well, Animorphs got like a graphic novel adaptation where it's like a one-to-one adaptation, just it's a comic book form. And like one thing that uh, I know a lot of kids gravitate towards now is like the graphic novel comic book aesthetic, especially kids who are very, very uh, like uh, struggling with reading. Uh, right. It help it helps them learn to read because I know when I was a kid, like I hated to read books, uh, but I, I was always gravitated towards like comic books. I remember the first comic book that was put into my hand was the Death of Superman. 
That was the first comic book like I read. It was the death of Superman. And I, you know, what I'm a, so what a, sorry. Why? Why is that? <laughs> that you had to deal with Superman's death right off the bat. I know it was very sad, but it was an amazing book. <laughs> it was an amazing book. And then after that, I read, uh, Oh God, was it fatal attraction? X-Men fatal attraction. I can't remember what it was. It's the one where Wolverine gets his adamantium ripped out of his body. <laughs> Again, I'm so sorry you had to start with that. I know, right? Actually, I still own that comic book to this day. I still have it in my collection. Um, well, but... shoot. And I can't even... Like, I could tell you like what was happening in the first comic that I've ever had. Yeah. But I can't tell you what it was. Because it was like a Wolverine and a, a Deadpool comic. Like, back uh-huh. in the day. And you always had the, oh, man... And I, I guess it was like Wolverine going against Deadpool and he pulls his mask off and then you see yeah. him like Ryan Reynolds cancer ridden Deadpool and you're like, huh? <laughs> I was like yeah. six, like completely a lot scarred. Of, a lot of kids who struggle with reading very, very much gravitate towards comic books. Cause it's but easier you, for But you know, if I had a Takuology back in the day, I wouldn't have been scarred by seeing Deadpool. <laughs> well, I mean... We probably scar people on a daily basis, to be honest, from listening to our podcast and the, the shit uh, we talk about. I don't think so. I think, I, we're I think so. No no, 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 we're not that way. We are the tenacity of podcasting, so, <laughs> you know. You're but, probably right. You're probably right. But, like, I do know that comic books and manga do help people when it comes to struggling to read or learn how to read because they're a lot more visually inclined inclined, I guess you could say um, to, instead of like uh, more like the mental, like imagining stuff, you know, they're like more visually like they can see see it and stuff like that, you know? Well, it it might get kids into wanting to write or, uh, you know, into art and stuff as well. So, I mean, I will tell you, I will tell you a story remind me later oh actually i'll tell it right now so um i had bought wait boop, boop. it's what? the mike's past happy hour uh, my, my mike's past happy hour yes mike's so past I, happy hour i had bought uh so everybody knows i love me some usagi yojimbo and i bought this graphic novel called chibi usagi which is like chibi versions of like the usagi yojimbo characters I think I'm going to have to log out on that. Why? <laughs> I was not expecting this to go into a chibi format. <laughs> well, just just go with it, okay? It's a cute story. It's a cute like okay. graphic novel. You know, It's fun. Uh, Stan Sakai and his wife. Stan Sakai wrote it, and I believe his wife illustrated it. So, you know, it's like a, a team effort, you know. And so I ordered it used. I didn't know it was a library copy. And you know, as a collector, you can't have library copies in your collection unless you know how to clean them up really well, you know. This is true. And so I was like, oh, I'm just going to order another one because it was fairly cheap. It was like 10 bucks or something like that. Uh, I think it was less than that, actually. And so I gave the copy. I donated it to my girlfriend's classroom at her school, her, her, uh, her day school she works at. So they can have stuff to read and stuff like that. You know, it was kid appropriate. 
and come to find out one of the kids in the classroom really really enjoyed the book like he couldn't put it down he's read it multiple times you know as of now and he knows nothing about usagi yojimbo but he he loved the story you know i can see i can see you being like here kid here's my card find my podcast in the future when you're old about (laughs) right yeah right that could that could totally happen you know but like that also kind of brought up this discussion we are having today what is appropriate for children to get into when it comes to manga wise you know and like we'll talk about some titles and uh why we think they're good at uh for for kids to start reading and stuff like that you know yeah well i guess i should start off it was going to be number one on my list, but I'm just going to put it out there right now. Usagi Yojimbo. I know it's not technically manga, but yeah. it's a damn good series and it's a good series for all ages. Like anybody can get into it. You know, there is some yeah. violence in it. There is some violence in it, but there's not really any blood in it. So like whenever, when anybody dies, they get like a, a little bubble over their head with the skull and crossbones in it. And that's how you know they died. You know, people get hurt and no, and no, cut. they're just they're just out. They're not actually dead. People get hurt and cut in it, and you know, if you don't yeah. know what Usagi Yojimbo is, it's about a uh, world with anthropomorphic characters in it, and uh, like we the follow Ninja Turtles. We follow Miyamoto Usagi, yeah, a lot like the Ninja Turtles. Actually, it came out the same year as the Ninja Turtles. Uh, I know they have a crossover book too. They have a couple, yeah, uh, but it's this is done by the creator himself of Usagi Yojimbo. Ninja Turtles ended up getting handed off to other people and stuff like that. It wasn't totally creator controlled, uh, but this is totally creator controlled. You can jump into it anytime. Uh, There's like short stories, long stories, you know, you just jump into it, have a fun time. It's about this this samurai who's a rabbit. His name is Miyamoto Usagi and you know, he uh, yeah, he uh just goes around and does has different adventures and stuff like that. So then you know, I'll, I'll recommend that one um, off the top of my head because that was going to be my, on my list of stuff to talk about. So I put mine in kind of a weird order of things. Uh-huh. I put mine in a questionable order of like it would be good for kids to read just uh-huh. because like we know about it, but it might not always be accepted. Like kid appropriate almost. Kinda sorta, yeah. Because we're uh, it, we're it dealing with like a very story. we're dealing with like a very limited like age range here. Right. It it would more so depend on the school. Yeah. Okay. Um my first one though is Dragon Ball. Yeah. Uh, how, why why and how so you would pick Dragon Ball? So I picked Dragon Ball just because it is one of those iconic ones, like even people like that I grew up with and it, people like if you bring up Dragon Ball in general mm. with anybody, everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, man, I watched that on whatever station or whatever. Oh, yeah, my big brothers watched it. Oh, um, yeah. You know, like you're going to get a, a well-rounded group of people that still be able to talk about it. everybody's going to say, oh, yeah, that's kind of the the manga that you first or the anime you first get into and stuff. Yeah. Um, now, 
but it's questionable though because there are a few things in this one that depending on how low in age we go or whatever uh some things i wouldn't find offensive but other mm-hmm. people may find offensive um yeah. you know we do have that like fake flash scene from boma where yeah yeah you don't yeah. see anything but um and then there's you have, some there's some fan service in dragon ball yeah yeah and yeah you have uh I don't even know what to describe that it looks like. You know, Goku's Goku's little buddy, you know, with him Cena. running around. Yeah. Yeah. Running around like before he's trying to get in the bath. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that. It's not like to me, it's not really that big. I would let my kid read it, uh-huh. but I also would let that happen because uh I feel like he would connect with that more, uh, especially being a little boy and sometimes getting out of the shower and running around the house naked, you know. Yeah, but that um, one—that so one, one also—that one also had guns in it too. So, like, gun violence is a big thing in schools, you know. So, like, they may or may not, you know, allow that one. You know, we never know. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't. But I think it's more of like a fantasy setting. So I don't. I think that one might be able to pass. You know. Yeah. Because I have a fantasy one that I was going to talk about, and it's an actually an, an all ages manga, and it's shown in Jump as well. And the one I was thinking of was Dragon Quest, The Adventures of Die. You know, it's more of like a, a fantasy series about yeah. a young boy who is very much similar to Goku. And, you know, he goes on a quest to stop the like demon, the demon king, basically. And it's more like sword and sorcery type of uh, uh, aspect to the series, you know. Right, right. And there's 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 some like action stuff like that, but it's not like very violent and stuff like that you know it's is, very much is that your second one yeah that would be my second one you know? okay i mean i have, a, I have uh, a couple on my list you know yeah yeah uh so I, p- I picked that one in particular because it didn't say like teenager uh rating yeah. on it it was all ages so everybody all ages yeah. yeah uh okay well mine after that is actually one that uh you and i love which one uh because we have another podcast dedicated to it. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but Pokemon Adventures. Uh, okay. Well, that one's on my list too, so we can talk about that one right now. How high up on it is your? Uh, is it on your list, or was it the next one? Uh, it was like number three. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, everybody loves Pokemon. There, there's not really anything I feel like we have to discuss on that one. Well, let's, uh, let's let's discuss saying you know, like like the Pokemon Adventures manga. We're talking about the Adventures manga is right. it's based on the video games themselves. It's not based on the anime, so that's right, a big right. difference. And it is spanning and still going on to this day. So you can kind of jump into whatever story or title you want to to begin with when it comes to being like a child. You know, right? And plus, they're like and- super. They're super cheap nowadays. And like, this one is also uh, uh, one endorsed by Otis Mike, because um, <laughs> his kid reads it. So no, she actually doesn't read it. I thought she used to read it. Uh, she tried to get into it, but she couldn't get into it. Oh well, then you can't endorse it. My bad. Yeah, I can't. I can't endorse it. I'm sorry. But I'm gonna endorse it for my big kid, Otaku Mike. So I mean, Otaku Mike does have. 
a lot of <laughs> I just dropped my phone. A lot of Pokemon manga, which I, I feel like the Pokemon manga, if it does get like a, a a bad rap to an extent because of the anime, like people overlook it because like oh maybe it's based on the anime. No, it's not based on the anime. You right, know there is right. there is some adult stuff in it, but it's heavily edited. Right in it or adult scenarios, but it is edited, so you don't have to worry about anything like that. You know, it, right? It's one of the ones. Uh, and if you listen to the Pokemon podcast, uh, gotta read them all. Guilty, guilty pleasure thrown out there. Um, then you can know about some of that, and we have talked about it before. And I think it's been edited four different times. Uh, uh, yeah, just just to make sure like some of that stuff that could be questionable has been taken out. Yeah. Well, the Pokemon podcast that we talked Pokemon stuff about is actually on this podcast feed where you get all your Otakuology goodness. Right. Shameless plug right there. Shameless. Uh, but my next one actually is one that my daughter does read and she reads cheese sweet home. The one about the little cat. Uh, this one you can get really easily. It's uh, that was one of my honorable mentions. <laughs> it's one of your honorable mentions. It's it's a pretty simple manga. It's about a cat that does cat things around the house and stuff like that. You know, it's a pretty cute little slice of life manga. You can't go, you can't really go wrong with it. And that's all wouldn't, I can really say about it. It's cute. Wouldn't you, would you also say the cat one that you have that's Michelangelo or whatever, where it's you know which one I'm talking about. Oh, what's Michael? Yeah, yeah. About I would the orange put, tabby. I I would put that one in there because that one's like ten and up. Okay. For the for age group, um, that one is a little fantasy sort of Garfield esque book slash sort of like real life. It's based on a real cat. Yeah. But that one's fun. That one's that one's like two books. That one I would I would recommend to children. Yeah. It's a it's not a bad read. Yeah. Okay. That one was actually one of my honorable mentions as well. Uh, <laughs> um, and then another one of mine is "Leave It to Pet." What's that one? I've never heard of that one before. So it's about uh, a little. I want to say he's like a robot, but his parts <laughs> are like a robot, and mm-hmm. uh, his body is made out of a recycled juice bottle. Oh, that's kind of funny. And so all like the characters and stuff in it are like uh, a recyclable plastic bag or mm-hmm. other stuff. And then the villains are like uh, a pair of scissors or like a beard trimmer or all this other stuff, like things that kids aren't supposed to touch. Yeah. Uh, or whatever. But it's pretty it's pretty funny. And while you're reading it, it does include things uh, such as like do this to help recycle for the world and Mm -hmm. you know other stuff like that so it is more educational with having a a um a kind of happy-go-lucky spin to it yeah that's that's cool is that one still in print do you know um i believe it is uh i did find the first copy of it but i don't Mm -hmm. know i don't know if the other three are still out there and what was the book name it's called Leave It to Pet, P-E-T. Leave It to Pet? All right. Yeah. Uh, that one sounds actually kind of cute and interesting. It's it's called Leave It to Pet Recycled 
the mis- misadventures of a super robot. <laughs> that sounds kind of funny. Uh, so my next one is it's it's not like manga. It is manga, but it's done by uh, Shitaru Ishinomori. And it's the Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past manga, which is a one-shot manga. But this one in particular, I'm I'm recommending because it's in full color. It's, it's a one manga. Um, it's more like a comic book, graphic novel-sized book. Is uh, that the big one that looks... Yes. And it's red? It's uh, green. Okay. It's green. And it's got the so, so I think there's more than one copy of that. Okay, there might be more than one printing of that one. I, well, I think there's more than one volume of it. No, it, it, there's a blue one and a red one. It ends. It, it okay. ends. Yeah, this is the the really big one. This is the one that was, it was in like Nintendo Power or something where it ran in. Like okay. it's not it's not even in like the um, the box sets you get. It's it's like its own standalone book. Okay. Like well, it's, it's big. <laughs> The Legend of Zelda box set is in mine too. Well, I just have that one book. Because like like, like the Pokemon games, this one is also uh uh-huh. it, it takes all of the Zelda games and actually puts them into different uh oh, don't forget, editions. Don't forget also they do the Twilight Princess book as well now. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but this one is like a, it's not exactly a 10 volume series, but it's, it's like, like, it's you, like eight, it's like eight or nine books, right? Well, it's, it's 10 books, but it's eight different stories because yeah. two of them are actually two books. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, it's just like the Pokemon adventures kind of book. It sticks pretty close to like what the video game is like, but it's in a flavorful thing for, uh, a kid to go through and read it and have fun with it and do all that and be like, hey, I played that video game, you know. I would so. also I would also add the Super Mario manga in that as well. And no. anything with a, a video game from our childhood, there you go. Yeah, I would also add Super Mario because that that the not not the I mean I haven't read the new one, but they're talking about the older one that came out a few years ago. I haven't so, read the new one yet. I haven't read it, but I heard a lot of it from you. That's another one on my list, and I'm gonna throw it in, throw it into the ring with this one since you brought up Mario. Uh huh. But Kirby. Okay, so Kirby was like towards the top of my list. <laughs> Kirby, Kirby manga mania, which is about five volumes at the moment. I think it's like twenty or twenty-five volumes in Japan, so it's a long series. But Kirby Manga Mania is one of the cutest, most adorable, funniest, wholesome books you can get your hands on. It's such a fun read. I never thought I would enjoy a Kirby book this much because it's basically a greatest hits of Kirby adventures. And it's all curated by the manga creator himself. He picked every every chapter is basically a short story in the Kirby books. And so you get multiple short stories uh, from Kirby. They're not necessarily canon, all of them. Like they, I don't know if they don't really all fit together. They're just short stories, but it's fun. Cause he has like little like liner notes and stuff like that. 
to where um, like he's like, oh, this is why I did this or this is why I did that, you know, stuff like that, you know. And, and whatnot, you know, but it's it's a fun, it's a fun little book, you know. But I do, I do recommend Kirby a lot. Kirby is a, a lot of fun. That's I funny. can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I like I said, I added on my list because you. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then I have an I have another one that's kind of. It it only has one book, but it's one that I have in my collection when I bought it called Dinosaur oh. Hour. What's that? Um it's kind of like a rough sketch like uh if uh you just were trying to like draw something for a kid real fast like a dinosaur mm-hmm. or whatever and it actually kind of plays out like a little bit of a Jurassic storyline. It really reminds me of another one that you and I like which is Gone. Oh um, yes, but it's not as in depth as that, you know. And yeah. the the drawing for it actually looks almost like a kid did it. Well, that's that sounds really cool. Yeah. Can we can we so, talk about so can we talk about Gone, which is G O N? Yeah, that that's one that's on my list. But that one is probably well. What did we used to call it? The fastest manga you would ever read. Yeah. Because. Gone has no words in it whatsoever. It's literally just like pictures. Yes. And that, that's how you read the book. And it's like what yes. like seven or eight volumes. Gone I think Gone went out of print because Gone is hard to find at the moment. Uh I think so too. Either that or we chalked we talked it up so much that uh we can't see it anymore. Because <laughs> I had gone and I got rid of it. And I have like seller's remorse yeah. selling it because I kind of miss it in my collection. It was one of those little quirky manga where it was about a little dinosaur in North America who was kind of a jerk, but like kind of the savior of like the little woodland creatures and whatnot, you know? Right. It was just, it was just a cute, fun book. Well, and the other funny thing is, there was a TV show made off of it too. Yeah, it's true. Could... And he was in he was in the Tekken video game at one point. Really? Yeah, I he was in. He's that unlockable character in Tekken Three. That's crazy. Okay, he has, little, he has little boxing gloves. Yeah, and one of his one of his special moves is he farts. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, he do, yeah. he does do that. Yeah. Um, so one of my other ones that's a plug. Uh-huh. It's a plug. It's a big plug. Um and I had to throw it in there just because as a kid it was one of the ones that um I would have loved to come out. And I really hate that like my dad kind of sorta knew about it, but he wasn't really big into it. So mm-hmm. I didn't actually find it till later on in life. But yeah. uh Astro Boy. Oh yeah, I would I would totally recommend Astro Boy. Like Astro Boy is just a fun book. And it's still in print, I think, so it's it might be easy to find. So you get those right. big um, you get those big omnibuses of Astro Boy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I mean um, And an, another one I have written down beside Astro Boy is um shoot. I I wrote 
the description of it, but I don't, I can't remember what it is. Oh, it's, yeah. uh, yeah, the little yokai boy that has one eye, and uh, I think he's, uh, oh, I can't remember, but it's it, like, every story is like unique. Uh, I was gonna say, it's not yokai watch, is it? No, no. Yokai Watch is on my list, though. <laughs> so we can talk about that while I try and figure out this other one. Okay. I um, I remember when Yokai Watch was coming out. Geez. And I thought it was the weirdest fucking thing ever. I that's one of the ones that I hate, even though I feel like I keep chugging along it, in case like someday my son's like, hey can i read uh, that and i'm like yeah i have something that you can read kind of seemed like they tried to make it a thing and i don't think it hit over here whatsoever really i disagree maybe I for disagree. like a couple maybe for like a couple of years but then it just left i think it hit so hard that all the kids <laughs> got into it because people have plushies of it still and the video games and all this other stuff and then it kind of like went and came and basically just stayed with uh uh with the manga you know so it kind of like was here and then disappeared okay i guess i don't see it everywhere anywhere at all Uh, i mean all the time i feel like it passed my kid up and she doesn't really know about it it probably did like because I feel like everybody around where I live at was all like, oh my gosh, I have to get uh, everything for it. You know, yeah. it's 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 the best, you know, we we, we need yeah. it. And you're like, um, please, no, you don't need that. Yeah. Okay. I, I found the, the kid's name, the yokai kid. Okay. Kitaro. Kitaru? Yeah. What's that? Gigi no Kitaro. Oh, uh, okay. I've never read that one. Uh, I have it, even though I haven't talked about it in forever. That's why I forgot what his name is. Uh, oh, oh. Um, yeah. But it, he's a little yokai detective boy that uh, uh-huh. his one of his parents died, and he ended up becoming born, and so he's like half human, half yokai. Yeah. Um, and his dad actually got killed and now he's a uh but he kind of got reincarnated as a little eyeball uh. um, because kitaro has one eye but you don't know because of how his hair's combed over yeah all the time but he's really got a fun aspect like goku to him um and he always gives you something like uh if a character's saying oh well I can do this or whatever. And he's like, no, you can't burn me with fire because I have, um, you know, this magic cloak made from, you know, uh, like a fire rat or something or whatever, uh, or like magic shoes, you know, like there's always yeah. something that happens and he always gets out of it. Cause he's supposed to be the best yokai detective in the world. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a really good one that I actually really enjoy. And I'm, Still waiting for them to have more come out over here. I think right now they have seven books, but each one is standalone, and there's not really an order to read them, so it doesn't matter. 
Um, yeah. I would say after you read the first one. Hmm. Okay, that sounds kind of interesting. I'll have to look that one up. Is that one in print? Yes. Okay. Okay. I think I think that one, the parts of it are still coming out. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Well, that is cool. I think this is a good place to wrap up this conversation unless you have any more honorable mentions. I do. You do? Okay. What do you got? <laughs> Yo-Kai Watch. Yo-Kai Watch. Uh, no, I have old ones that are basically stuff like we grew up with. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically like the Kingdom Hearts manga, the Bay Blay manga, stuff like that. Like all the the other stuff. I just have it written down as... Oh, you know what I th- you know what I thought of like the Disney manga. There's the one it's called like Samurai and Stitch, which is pretty. So fun. I have I have that on my list too, but I don't yeah. have that one. I just have Disney manga. Oh, okay, yeah. There's a bunch of like Disney manga out there with like the Disney princesses and stuff like that. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So but I, I remember have, I have that. I remember um, seeing the other day. I think it's coming out recently. Was the Samurai and Stitch manga. Yeah, from disney yeah. yeah i mean there's a bunch that's why like i knew there were a couple different ones here and there and that's why i just wrote down disney manga because i knew that, like we could sit here and list off the 20 or so that are out and then i was like yeah we'll just put disney manga down <laughs> yeah 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 um and then uh my other little top ones uh one of them uh, and there's stipulations I feel like on these ones because of kind of the subject matter around uh-huh. it. Uh, one of them is Yatsuba. Oh um, yeah, it's it's really good, especially for um, kind of that at home feel and whatnot. But yeah. it's just about uh, a girl and her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so That's I feel like the girl in the green hair, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like reading that one as an adult, it's got a different meaning than reading it as a kid. Yeah, I could totally see that. Um, you know, it's just like crazy pervy jokes that are in Disney movies, and you're like, oh, the kid's not going to get that, but I got it, you know. Um, and then my very last one is actually a big one that is near and dear to me, mm-hmm. um, which is Sweetness and Lightning. Uh, that one might be a little over the... Over like kids' heads, I would say that might be teenager esque. Well, the reason why I put it at the very top of my list uh-huh. was uh, because I felt like a kid would be able to read that and kind of understand the journey up uh-huh. until you realize like some of the more adult content of like, oh, well, where's her mom at? You know, and things like yeah. that. Like as an adult, we we would understand what happened to that. True. But the the other thing that I felt would really set this one apart from part of the other ones is the fact of you're looking at it from a little girl's point of view mm-hmm. and learning how to cook. Mm. Yeah, I can so see that. That was one of the other that was my biggest one because not only um is it trying to get them to read and whatnot but it would be something that they could take home because they have recipes at the end of the chapters yeah. and things like that for uh, a kid to either try and do by themselves, you know, with a, a parent watching over them or for them and their parent to actually do together. So mm-hmm. I would suggest one more, but I would suggest it on like the top, the, the, the caveat of like, of what, 
it represents. Yeah. And it represents bullying and the effect of bullying. And you know what I'm talking about already when I say that, don't you? It's it's a silent voice. You know. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I, 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 I think that might be a little too hard core hard to deal with with the younger audience but maybe I, getting I into maybe getting into that middle school area maybe then like they could read they could go into like read that you know right because I, yeah. I feel like that's one that a manga everybody should read is, is yeah. a silent voice like most definitely yeah because that does touch on like like you know, like bullying and like suicide and stuff like that, you know. Right, right. You know, so yeah. It has some... I, I mean, I would put that one at, at a higher than, you know, younger yeah. teen. Yeah, but, yeah, I know most definitely. But I wouldn't put it that far. I, like yeah. I would probably say thirteen, fourteen would be good, depending on the maturity level of the kid. Yeah, yeah, um, most definitely. You know, but no, I I agree. That is a, a good one. Uh, I think that puts out earlier for uh kids to read because it is one of those that is more of an eye opener yeah and it it Um, also is like a representation of like disabilities and stuff like that right right you know which we don't normally get in manga yeah well now now we do nowadays but you know a couple years ago we did we kind of did it (laughs) right yeah yeah i would all right add that yeah but uh you want to say um what I was going to say, oh, if you like to help out the podcast, you can do so by uh, sharing and reviewing the podcast on whatever platform you listen to us on. And let us know if you have any manga recommendations for younger children out there. You know, we'll get them out to the people who are asking for these recommendations and whatnot, you know, and uh, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Please continue to submit uh, episode ideas to us. You can do that on our Instagram or on our uh, email, otakuologypodcast at gmail.com. But yeah, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. And what do we say after every episode, Jen? See ya next Tuesday. We'll do that. Thanks for listening.